Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Recorded live. Hold on. I will hold on. This is our 152nd episode. We forgot to mention it was our 150th. We're recording with TalkShoe. This is John Paul Show. Yep. This is live with Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Yep, Kevin. Welcome to the John Paul Show on Friday, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, right there at AdventuresInMinistry.com, where we have all the free stuff, the app, the uh, resources, uh, and everything you need right there, um, including the series, and coming soon to a city near you, the AIM Tours, so we'll talk more about that as time goes by. Uh, with me, as always, is John Podi. This is John. I'm Paul Sperlin, and this is the show. Good morning, everybody. Hope that everyone is having a great uh, week so far. That's just I thought it was funny, Paul, that you said right there at adventuresandministry.com. You can get everything right there. <laughs> right there at that place. That's where you go. Right there, that place. Where do I go to find that stuff? Right there. Right there. Well, right there. we're glad that you are here and joining us uh, this morning as we are kicking off um, uh, the new John and Paul show. Man. They're already killing us. Brett, Brett's already killing us about not wearing pants today, Paul. I guess uh, got to move. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> Come on, Come on, Brett. You know, you know that you you um, do that. No, oh, he ain't got no pants on. Well, poor Brett, poor Brett. But we are glad that you are here today, <clears throat> Paul. This is a big day. Big day in in our country. Big day in our country. Should we sing Happy Birthday? Good. Happy birthday hey. to you. Oh. Uh, happy birthday to the United States Navy, celebrating 242 years. Right coming off their big uh, win over Air Force last Saturday, which was a crazy, crazy game. It was. It was a crazy back and forth. But we are so we are we are proud of our U.S. Navy, and I know Paul is proud of his time that he spent Definitely. in the U.S. Navy. And we love the Air Force, too. It's just that on football, we don't usually beat y'all. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. uh, love my time. Um, kudos to my good buddy, Larry Davenport, mm-hmm. who outranks me. But, um, you know. It's all right. I say, Brother Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sorry. sure Larry's watching right now. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that. he is. Uh, so, well, we are glad that you are here today, Paul. Um as we are, are getting going in all of this, uh, we do want to kind of mention real quick before we kind of get into the show, um, exposure registration is now about a week and a half old. How, where are we at? Man, I'm telling you right now, if you hadn't sent anything in, um, you still get to attend Exposure Youth Camp. It's going to be a great, great week. It's going to be awesome. 
Are, are you saying that the embassy is full? I think it's, it's pretty, yeah, I think it, we're right there. All right, we'll keep sending it in. So we're on the uh, bubble. Please help me win our wager amongst the board members that uh, wager um, a stake. I mean, yes. like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like Bruce Chris or something. Oh, well, you know, that's far. oh, I will. You know what? If you get the the twenty two fifty five, man, I'll buy you a Bruce Chris day. Man, that's awesome. You heard it here. First. That's awesome. I, I will definitely. But play if it's under that, you owe me one. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna delete this show afterwards, um, and everything. Brett, we're said, gonna eat anyway. Brett, so Brett said he's already taken care of his stuff, so that's good. That's good. Um, and all that. So go ahead and get that in. Uh, remember, one hundred fifty dollars, and we'll per get you person. We'll get you uh, taken care can I answer a few questions? You absolutely can. Um, if you are three or younger, um, you do not pay to come to Exposure. Uh, the big thing is... Sweet, I'm not paying. Everybody, I didn't say... No, I'm not going there. Because uh, <laughs> I love you. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, people always call and say, you know, I have a toddler, da 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 If they take up a bed, if they eat the food, they, they're paying for Exposure. So uh, please keep that in mind. That's kind of, kind of the rule. Dale's wondering what his prediction was. Do you remember? I have to go back and look. I don't it seems like it was like twenty-one five, something like that. Yeah, he was between us, between the two of us. If Dale wins, he can take us out. Yay! <laughs> That's what we'll do. You know what he'll do? <laughs> big Spring number two. Big Spring number two. If you've never been to Huntsville, Alabama, and you've never eaten a Big Spring number two, then you are missing out. This Dale Jenkins you will take you. <laughs> If you want the most greasiest burger that you've ever had in your entire life, that one of the best. Though. That, I mean, it, it is good. You can say it's greasy all you want to, and you can drink it with that double cola. But I'm telling you right now, oh, it's a good hamburger. <laughs> the nastiest drink. I'd rather drink Motorola. Okay. Yes. It, it was is pretty bad. It is, especially when it's hot. Why is it always hot? It's like, but now they started to have like like um, Pepsi and Coke and Mountain Dew. They did. Last time I went there, they had Mountain Dew. Like what? Made me feel good about myself. Welcome to the world. So, get your get your. Um, but now I don't drink anymore. Um, what that thing? Get your registration in. Registration as you go. Um, get some other stuff you want to talk about. Yes, information here very important for everyone to know. We have gotten, and I'm not joking. Over the past two or three weeks, uh, four or five guys asking about interns. Um, we are put on putting on an internship fair. Uh, here at, on well not here but on campus at Faulkner, um, right there November the seventh from nine to nine and what that means is we're starting at nine a.m. We're gonna have like a sort of a meet and greet kind of a thing you know coffee donuts. Uh, they have a chapel at ten uh, and we're gonna get um, a special speaker will be there a special song leader will be there for that uh, and then then we'll go on with the day. Really, who's coming with, to town? With some sessions, we got a lot some good guys coming to town. So That's good. good. All right. Yeah. Um, can't mention them yet. It's a secret. But uh, we'll it's a secret it. I didn't know. Anything we'll mention about. it. We'll mention it. Um, what? You think you're the song leader? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> but uh, John and Paul will be speaking and doing some things uh, for this and um, and be quiet. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so if you are, it, it's for two groups of people. It is this internship fair is for um, guys who are looking for interns for the summer. But it's also for students on campus or anybody who is interested in learning how to be an intern. It's about how to hire, yes, how to fire, how to deal with, how to minister to from both sides of it. And then after dinner, 5 o'clock dinner, after dinner, we'll do uh, what's called sort of a speed dating kind of thing with um, with the speed interviewing uh, like we did last year. It was really cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, appreciate Dale for bringing up better to, to Faulkner last year and, 
And so this is sort of the next realm of that. Just, yeah. Just honing only on internships, guys speaking on interns and, and things like that. So it's going to be great. Uh, 25 bucks per person. Um, and it's pretty cheap. And that covers breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so um, – Bill Bowles so, just sent me a text about this. Okay. That's good. He says, um, will dental records be available at the internship fair? Um, you'd have to call in early for things like that. So, For dental records? I guess so. Yeah. Yes, 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 Phil. We'll make sure dental records. We're pretty are. thorough up here at um, Net Faulkner. That's here. Yes, yes. So, well, uh, it's put on by the Faulkner. Yes, yeah. uh, the Cloverdale Center for Youth and Family Ministry. Right. So, thank you to Dr. Wages and his crew for uh, putting that on. His crew. <laughs> the crew. Right here. I'm the crew. Ah. I'm the crew. All right. See you Yes. Jeanette. It's all three of us. So go ahead and mark that down, November seventh. And uh, November's going to be a busy time for you and me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we got, That's true. We got That's meetings true. after meetings, board yeah. meetings after board meetings. Retreats after retreats. retreats. Yes, it's going to be fun. But that's all right. November coming up, and we'll be thankful. Right. Do you like how I did that? You didn't give us that. Do you like that? That was good. That was yeah, good. That was good. Really all right, Paul. Um, as we're kind of getting into our talk today, um, um, with everything that's going on, uh, in our world, we figured that this would be a nice discussion to have with our ministry talk. Uh, I morning. think so. I think I think it works real well with it. Yeah. I think it connects better than we like to admit. It probably really, it's really weird. does. It's really weird about how, how how cool it just the the the, um, the, the segue into it is, is so um, so commonplace. Mm-hmm. So uh, so um, so let's kick that off. Let's talk about this. Uh, the discussion is basically. Um, what started, did it start last football season or was it two oh, years Last ago? football season. Okay, last football start, season, yeah. um, Colin Kaepernick, who was the, used to be the quarterback, one of the quarterbacks mm-hmm. for the San Francisco 49ers. And he didn't start last year, did he, at any point? Yeah, I think he, he might have been for a couple of in, beginning of the year. Into the yeah. Season. yeah, and then as the season went along, uh, apparently, he, and, and I'm not, please don't let my, my opinion be seen by this. But I find it very odd, very odd, interesting, that his performance on the field was a bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Colin Kaepernick, and this is not. Please don't think this is a football show from beginning to end. It's not. But but we're talking about the um, uh, the symbol of of making a statement, and and the viewpoint from the John and Paul show and AIM. It basically is choose the right venue to make that statement um we're not saying don't make a statement you know we're not saying you shouldn't have uh, freedom of speech you know you know we're not saying don't stand up for what you believe in uh what we're saying is um recognize what is recognizable in our country um and find the time to do it in the proper way mm-hmm. and uh and i think that's kind of what we're looking at when it, when it comes to using like the national anthem right uh, anything uh uh, ordinated and brought in by our country that talks about the freedom of our country, which I kind of get because when it started with people who didn't have freedoms and, mm-hmm. and their freedoms being questioned, I kind of get that, but you're talking to the wrong group. You know, um, you know, we, we weigh the flag for, for our first responders. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think the first line of defense, when you talk about the national anthem, we're talking about those, um, fighting for our country on foreign fields and um, mm-hmm. the pride of our country. So, so that's kind of, I don't want to take up the whole thing, but I'm kind of setting it up that it started with Colin Kaepernick last year, taking that knee, and he was by himself for the longest. Mm-hmm. 
and then um, and it's grown to what it is today. Yeah. Now I got to give what Brett Thomas says here some some credit with. He says, you know, we talk about the protests. The protests have. I mean, if you got to be honest with it, have they worked? In your opinion, have they worked? Because are we are are we? But are we talking about it? Uh, is oh. is the is the discussion and why why there. yes, yes why right. it was brought up that has worked it has got to the main mainstream discussion mm-hmm. every news organization is talking about it right the president's tweeting about it NFL owners are tweeting about it you have people being suspended from ESPN because they're talking about it <laughs> you have all of these different things that are taking place so yes in that sense the protests have work at least to get the discussion now what has happened with the discussion though is i guess where we're kind of um going um today yeah. and what we're talking about is more of and brett kind of mentions this a little, a little bit in another uh comment that he brings in what is the appropriate platform how do you do it right. and how do you talk about things in the right way and i think that's kind of where we're getting at because as you said a lot of people automatically assume that they're, they're trying to disrespect um, the military, first responders, everything like that. And I agree with you. I don't think they're necessarily trying to do that at all. I don't think they're trying to mean any disrespect for it. I think they're trying to say we feel that there's injustices here, that things have been done out of, out of place. And so um, that's kind of what's brought this on. Right. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it is. Um, and so – the broad side of people in the country, and they did interviews around um, uh, some um, some college football games. Well, not, not college, but um, pro football games just a few weeks ago. Did some interviews. I don't know if it was with the Titans or with um, uh, the Falcons or, or New Orleans, just around closest to our, our region of the United States. And they asked fans what they thought about that, and they had nothing for it. They, yeah. No one said, oh, yeah, they should kneel down. I mean, that's not, you know. I think the the big discussion is really about um, they want to be heard, and they know at the very beginning, the very beginning of of a football game is probably the time to show um, I'm going to get your attention here. When else would they get the attention? You know, because because um, a lot of football players um, are on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram, and and they may have a lot of followers, but they're never going to reach as many people as as if the millions that watch, well, the millions that used to mm-hmm. watch. I should say, you yeah. can watch, um, you know, a pro football game because they wait all week for this. And, and some do, some don't. Some watch it on Saturday. I have nothing for it on Sunday, mm-hmm. especially these days. But, uh, but but things have changed and things have uh, been enacted because of the kneel down. Now, yes. do I think there is any pro football player kneeling because he hates those who fight for our country and he hates our country? And I would say no. I don't think there's any – I mean, there may be – Mm-hmm. One crazy radical, but I, what I'm saying is, I don't think the guys are kneeling during the national anthem because of disrespect, or I want to disrespect this country. I want to disrespect those who have fought for my freedom. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the discussion. I think I don't think that's why they're doing it. Right, I, I would agree. With um, that. But that's how a lot of people are taking it. Well, and, and that's where the conflict starts. Well, here's where the problem I think comes in, Paul. I'm not saying it's, it's okay. Do you or do you not agree? Because remember, I know Charles Barkley said this a few year, few years mm-hmm. ago. Do you or do you not agree before. that professional athletes have a responsibility because young people are watching? I mean, I, I think they do. 
I mean, they're in the forefront, but I mean, that's a whole other discussion, though. I think it's like you know what? Um, if I had the talent, I'm just gonna speak for said superstar or right. whatever. Um, if I, if I'm good at a sport and I, I do well, I don't. You know, some people have the opinion of I play for me, right? You know, and I play for the team. But if people want to watch me, that's fine. If they don't like what they see, they can look somewhere else. You know, I, I, I've heard that opinion. What, what, what is bothering me, and, and, and there's two things that bothered me about all this. Number one, and you and I have had lots of discussion about this. Number one is it's a misunderstanding of what First Amendment right actually means. Right. First Amendment right, if you are a private company, company entity, like – you know, we were talking yesterday at lunch. You working here for the University of Church of Christ in Montgomery, Alabama, as mm-hmm. a private company, and they have the right to fire you no matter what you say. It, it, you can claim free speech, but right. if you say something that they disagree with, they have the right to fire you. Jerry Jones has the right to sit there and stand up and say, if you do not stand because I pay your bill, if you do not stand for this, I have the right to let you go because he's a private entity. First Amendment protects you against the government, and I've said this a couple weeks ago, protects you against the government doing anything. The second problem I do have is that you have young people who are watching what is taking place, and they may not have any idea for sure what's going on, but they're doing it because that's the end thing to do. Right. Um, saw this on Facebook the other day. A certain um, place up in North Georgia was having softball, first round of softball going on and the opposing team that they were playing during the national anthem as it was being sung they were all on the third base line everybody kneeling including the coaches i i had a problem with that because Mm -hmm. uh, here you're talking about you know impressionable young minds that may not have an understanding closer of what is taking place and i think that's kind of getting lost in the discussion here because of that and when you see this team uh um uh, I believe they're from the uh, – uh, I'm not going to say where the other team was from. But um, that you see these young ladies – state it is not in the state of Georgia. Yeah, yeah middle of Georgia area. Um, when you see these young ladies down on their knee on their baseline kneeling, it's almost like you want to ask, do you understand what is taking place? Do you understand even what Colin Kaepernick was trying to say in the very beginning right. of the p- protest? Which leads to – you got all these different um, talking points and and misnomers of even about this this anthem protest. Is it no wonder then when you see this take place in the church, you see this same pattern almost take place? Bingo. And that's kind of where we wanted to get into our ministry discussion here today. Right. Right. Is is how do you deal with conflict? What is the appropriate mm-hmm. way of going? Because what you see taking place here on the NFL field, folks, you, Paul and I, we've seen this in church work. Mm-hmm. No, it's not taking a knee, even though Brendan Chance said he was going to take a knee for our show today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Brendan. It doesn't do you any good if I can see it. Yeah, sorry, but, Brendan. Uh, but you know, how do we? You know, <laughs> you, when you when you and I were talking about this, you had some 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 uh, big thoughts that you had about this with, with how it compares to the church. I did. You did. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Let's, okay. We'll start with this though, Paul. How do you see that these two compare? Oh, that was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, first, of, first of all, people are, like you said, people are misunderstanding why the, the NFL players take a knee in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I find it interesting. It's kind of weird. They're taking a knee, but they still put their hand over their heart. 
Yeah, some are. Mm-hmm. So um, I think most are. Do you probably. not, not see that? I mean, probably. Um, so that tells me they still have respect for the fly. They still have respect for the, for, for the um, the picture of what it means to respect the flying. But the so they're kind of doing. It's kind of like you know against one. Like they can't make the decision. Do you know I can respect those players more that actually take a knee and do that versus the ones that are sitting on the bench looking like their mom just stole their puppy. Yeah, and like. Oh, I'm going to do it. Or those that stay in the locker room because I'm not going to do it. Oh, anymore. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But no. What I'm saying is that they still get the fact they love our country. They love the right. flag. They love those that protect and have and died and they're living and doing that. You know, I see that. But they need to understand that, there, like you said, there is a national perception of what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when they didn't even come out. No team came out mm-hmm. during that until after it was over. Mm-hmm. And then they came out afterwards. So um, got booed. Yeah, but now um, uh, Goodell is basically throwing out there. There's going to be a rule in, in place, not yet, but that it's it's in discussion where they're going to be fined or they're going to be, you know, kicked out of the NFL if they don't stand. Mm-hmm. And it's actually came out. I can't remember his name, but it's a wide receiver for the, the Titans. Basically said, if that's the case, then I won't play football. I'm like, okay, well, go go get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, are you serious with me right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to give up millions of dollars. Your pro- yeah, your problem is not it's not with our nation, it's not with our country, but you're making it about that, right? And, and that's the problem. So the the correlation with that and with church work is this: if things don't go your way, are you going to sit down in the pew and let everybody else do the work? If the, you know things don't go like, like you want it to go, are you going to take your Bible and go home? Well, are, yeah, I mean, are, are you going to sit there and throw a fit and just, you know, yeah. cause trouble while you are there? Exactly, which is even worse. I would rather you go home. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're going to be here, be among the people who are trying to work, and you're causing discord, mm-hmm. I would rather you not be there. Would you say that, you know, you were saying a second ago that, that a lot of the, there, there's a lot of misunderstanding uh, of about the protests and about the things that are taking place in the NFL. And, and, and you and I, we've been doing, between the two of us, we've been doing church work for 40 years. Wow. Let that one sink in there for a moment. Um, it's like all of your life. <laughs> it's almost all of your life. Uh, that was <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he, here, here we are, and you and I have seen many places. We've seen um, fellowship broken. We've seen churches split. We've seen friendships broken because of things and how they are handled. Um, uh, and even how people perceive the, the Bible. Yes, and how they perceive the Bible. So, so when you're in church work, and we're talking about dealing with conflict, because I don't think we deal with conflict very well in church work either because we get mad and we just ignore the person on one side of the auditorium. We've got people who sit in the same church building for 20 years and haven't saw, said a word to each other, you know, yeah. that haven't said anything to each other. Yeah. Um, um, what, what, what would you say? How, how do you go about it? How, how, what, is, what is the appropriate way that we should try to handle conflict in, in ministry? Well, I think we're, we're told to go to our brother if we have a problem. Okay, I mean, Matthew I mean, 18. Yeah, yeah. We, we understand that. We understand that. If things don't work out, you bring another with you. Um, and then if that doesn't work out, you've you got to know all the elders. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know what the order is. We're told. We're, we're instructed through Scripture. Um, but... Uh, but let me tell you something. There, there. I hate to use, to use bad English. Go ahead. There ain't nothing. We're in the south. There ain't nothing as good as harmony in the church. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything on. You know what I'm saying? 
They're, 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 I mean, mm-hmm. you think of church work and what you do, and mm-hmm. let me finish off the thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize I had background background music. You do. Um, I didn't know ahead of time, so I can get myself ready for it. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> but seriously, harmony in the church is it's awesome, man. And everybody's working, everybody being a part of it, and and everybody's excited. And so, um, but isn't it you know, a shame? Isn't it a shame, Paul, that sometimes we will be better friends with people who are outside the church than people who are inside the church because we've had a problem with it? But because we won't, we're too. Pa- I don't know if it's passive aggressive, if it's that we're mm-hmm. afraid to. You know, everybody's going to get their feelings hurt because we're offended about every little thing. Well, you you wore a, you wore a t-shirt today instead of a button-down shirt. I, I can't believe I can't talk to you today, Paul. You know. You know, is is that part of the problem? Is that part of the problem that we have? Because Jesus said it quite simply: if you got a problem, go to your brother. Yeah. Go I mean, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen, Paul has threatened about fifty times to hang up on me this past week. Um, well, I have good reason. because because he's been he's been mad at me, and so he's been sitting here saying, "I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to hang up the phone." At least I he's can't telling listen to, to garbage. <laughs> I love you so much, but you stop silly. But. You bring that in here. But here, here's the deal. What if, though, Paul didn't come and tell me, what if he goes and, I don't know, you go tell one of your interns or whatever else, and then, then somebody else finds out, and then somebody else finds out, and then the story, just like any other thing that we do with youth ministry, you know, you've played yeah. that game where you start um, getting that circle, and you tell this person one thing, and then by the time it gets around, the rumor mill has completely changed. Now what you have is you don't just have a little bit of conflict. You don't have, you know, this little issue. You have a festered problem. A festered yeah. problem that is yeah. now blown up into this thing. Yeah. And I think – helping anybody. And I think that's almost, almost what's happened with the NFL, with this protest mm-hmm. thing a little bit too, is that it has festered and it has blown up into um, – Stephanie says she's not feeling good. No, she's homesick. Yeah. So, you know, when you have this church stuff and Jesus says, go to that person. Mm-hmm. There's there's a two way street there. Right. I have to go to you, but you've also got to be receptive to come back and to be able to at least to listen and not just quickly jump and say, say you're wrong. I don't have anything to do with you. Oh, get out of my face. Right. You know. So there is a two way street with it. There is. And there's a discussion, and and you can take it a step further too. Why is it? And this may be a whole other show. Why is it that in the church we are more hard and more difficult on each other in the church than we are on the people that are outside? I mean, it's like we hate each other. If someone messes you over in the church, it's like you're done with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. That's not what God wants. Why is, I it, mean, why is it that you and I have heard don't do dealings with church people? Because we're just not good to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, we just – and the reason for that is, and I'll tell you this, because um, in, in my years, especially in youth ministry, I have asked that question almost every other year of my life in ministry, and, and it comes down to this. And I've asked kids, I've asked teenagers this, why is that the case? Because that's the, that's the, that is the, the foundational issue of drama in a youth group and drama in a church. Absolutely. It is. it is when someone in the church has messed me over, why is it you have such a hard time forgiving them? I mean, forgiveness has to be a part of it. And so I'll stop. You go ahead. No, Dale says it's because it's one word, it's expectations. Right, right. And... and, and that is true. I think there's some truth to that, but aren't we supposed to give grace well, more to, to each other? And to answer the question, though, is why, why is you follow each other? And why is it that you forgive people at school more than you do people at church? And, and it's your right expectations, but it's because it's that very thing. I don't expect my brother and sister to mess me over. Yeah. And when they do, then it's like, yeah, but 
my goodness, if we can't get along here, we're not going to have that option in heaven. Yeah, sorry, I don't think, you know, you're not going to be able to sit on one side of the of the street and then not I talk mean, to the people on the other side. Is that a dark and light issue, though? If I can't forgive people, am I living in the light? I don't, I mean, I, I'm going to say, I don't think so. Sorry. Paul's coming down with two If fists. you cannot forgive your brethren when they mess you over, there's a hard issue. I mean, there is. If God can forgive you of all the garbage, I mean, he forgave people for killing Christians and turn them into the best, you know, mm-hmm. writers, and even though they can't write, and speakers, even though they couldn't speak, and they used them, or he thought he could speak, um, uh, for the greater good. I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I kind of get it. Dale's right. It's about expectations. You expect them to, to to be there and always be. I mean, but sometimes we mess up, and we're not we're not we're, we're not perfect. No, we're, we're not perfect, and I think that's some of the things that that we have to 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 um, remember is that when we look at what God has done for us. I mean, hey, how many times have we been given second and third and fourth and fifth chances? And we shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, we probably shouldn't have. But yet, when somebody wears the wrong color on Sunday, they we But have. in the church, we need to understand that God shares this little thing called grace. Mm-hmm. And I think more of us, in every aspect of our life, it's the fact is if God's willing to show grace, if grace, why can't we? Good question. What do you do though? Let me and here and here's what the challenge goes. By the way, uh, Drew Gordon said he liked the way we used the word festered. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Give it up, Drew. Yeah, you thought we always slept in college, uh, which we did. <laughs> um, here's the question, though, and, and I've got to ask this, and maybe and this may lead us into another show or, or close out this session here. What, what we're talking about though? What do you do though when there's conflict? And you just – and it's not necessarily something doctrinal. It's not a doctrinal issue, okay? So I'm not talking about that. That's black and white within Scripture. What do you do, though, when there's conflict between a brother, a brother and a sister, um, whatever that's there? What do you do when it's opinion or it's a personality or it's, it's, it's you know, you just – do you just agree to disagree? Do you um, just not talk to that person? How do you handle that? I have literally taken people into classrooms. Uh, if 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 A has a problem with B, uh, we will go into a room, we will sit down, and, and, and I'll say, um, can I bring in an extra person, and let's sit in here and talk about this, and let's discuss both sides, and we'll talk about it. I, I've had uh, um, kids in youth group have such a big problem, and I will sit both of them down and say, let's talk about this. I want to hear your side, but I want them to hear your side, and then I want them to be able to talk, and I want you to let them talk. And so we're, you know, sometimes we're trying to do some conflict resolution um, in every part of church work. And so if we don't talk face-to-face, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've stopped doing that, and that's why we're we're hurting so much. That's why the – you know, sometimes the church you know, is stopping its growth because we're hurting each other. Why is one of the big things that you see, even in the business world, how to deal with conflict resolution? Conflict resolution. Right. I'm getting tongue tied here. Because I think even your business leaders, your people in the world, are looking at this thing and understand for the last 20 years or 30 years or whatever, we have lost that. We've lost that. I mean, some of the people that I have my closest relationships to are people that we've had some conflict with with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, Paul's trying to been hanging up, the, try to hang up the phone on me this this week. We had a big problem. We talked it over. Someone took us aside. We let each other have their, their, their say. Did they really? And then we moved on. Really? Did you make it seem like 
we were like did a bad thing. I'm like, no, we didn't. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> like we knocked it out or whatever. Stephanie had to get involved with all this. But <laughs> no one believes that. I know no one believes that uh, at all. But out of illustration sake. <laughs> well, like Dale said, you do the hard thing and you love each other anyway. Brett said, God has forgiven us way more than we have to forgive. Yeah. I mean and and but yet we don't do it. We won't talk. We won't talk to each other. I would rather tweet about you, subtweet oh about you, goodness. or say something about a Facebook. Now you're, oh, now like, you're really getting out there. Oh, this so-so person, you know who you are, who works at 5315 Atlanta Highway, Montgomery, Alabama, <laughs> um, youth minister at that. Wait, that's so- me. Stop it. That's me here. See, there you go. And finally, that's an example well, of how it works. You know, let's start again. The conflict resolution, we don't know how to talk to each other and, and, and to be able to understand. And maybe there's a two-way street of it's how you approach it, but it's also how you receive it. Right. Um, Eliza's aunt, Tammy, uh, says people don't know how to talk to each other. Modern technology, there you go, has stopped real communication and sometimes causes even more harm in relationships. Text, email can come across the wrong way. Oh, yeah, because you can't share your emotions on email. Yep. Uh, enter and thank you emoji. Yes, uh, because because yes. you know because you ne- you can't share your emotion there, and and she's right. And the fact of the matter is, more people will say more because they can't see your face than they will in front of you. That's right. And um and that's a shame. That's, that's absolutely right. That's the thing with, we'll have to keep this discussion going. That's good. I like and it that, because it is. It, it, this does not just deal with the church. It doesn't just deal with the NFL. It does with life in general. Mm-hmm. It deals with parent child conflict. Well, yeah. You're right. It deals with husband-wife relationship conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. There, you'll get some of those uh, uh, Christian comedians that are kind of funny when they're fighting with each other. It's like, yeah, and, and they're yeah. Not, and they're sitting right next to each other. Oh yeah, talk to each other. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It is. You know, getting back to the, sort of the, the correlation between the kneel down for the NFL players and and the church is the reason why we sit down and talk. It's because there's too much not talking, discussing about why they're on their knees. You know, because if they actually could, and most of them, I'm sure if they were asked, why do you do this? Because um, he is. I mean, what's your point and purpose? I'm supporting my friend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have no reason why they're doing it. Who's supporting his friend? Who's supporting yeah. his friend? Who's supporting his Who may legitimately have an issue, the reason why they're I wonder how many people are in the NFL. It's like 535. I don't Seems like that's a number, but uh, but uh, it's more than that. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is, of all the all the, it's over over a couple thousand. Um, but the, of those people, you can't say that every single one of them have a, have a reason why they're kneeling down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly because somebody else is doing it. But the fact is that we're talking about it, and hopefully they're talking about it, so we can communicate why they're doing it and find a better time and better locations to do it. It's not a, it's not against our country. I don't think it's not against the flag. It's not against those in the military. Um, just like in the church, when there is a conflict, I mean, it shouldn't be against one another. Let's sit and talk about it, and let's discuss it. The best church, the best congregation, the best eldership, the best ministry um, team are the ones who communicate, who spend time together, who have relationships one with another, and um, and don't just give up and, and pack up and go. Here's what I'm going to say, and this is probably going to be my last comment on this section, though. And you just hit something when you say communication. Communication, to be a good communicator, you've got to listen. And the problem is in conflict, in this discussion with the NFL, in church, in business, 
in relationships. <laughs> laughing at me. The majority of the issue that comes in is because we already have our answer to the question that hasn't even been asked yet because we're getting ready to to go ahead. We're not even listening. I'm not listening to what you're saying because I've already got my answer ready to come back, and I'm ready to come back and yell at you right. and, and didn't even give validity to anything that you had to say to it. That's a problem in our politics. That's a problem. No the sides don't want to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. They just want to sit here. I've already got what I'm ready to say, and it doesn't matter what you say. And it's just basically, you know, you're, you're a peon here. Let me tell you what I got to do. To be a good communicator, to be able to, to, to be able to discuss these things, you have to pull what Scripture says. Right. right. Be, be slow to speak. Mm-hmm. Be quick to listen. Right. Wisdom right there. That's, that's it. That's Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and not doing it is problematic. And the best leaders uh, are those that that uh, would be good followers. Yep. And I I, I found recently, um, not not in, during not work church work here at university, but just outside of this and other realms, sometimes you notice when you try to lead groups of people, regardless of age, sometimes you'll find a few who would prefer to be number one than number two, three, four, five. Are you saying there's too many chiefs? Yeah, and I think before we can learn how to lead. We need to understand how to follow, and um, and I think it's a hard issue, and I think that's something we need to really think think long and hard about when it comes to um, being uh, successful uh, in in teamwork, in, in church work, uh, in, in in podcasting, and in college football. So, is that your segue? No, I mean it makes sense though. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. There's some people that you know they're going to hate life unless they're in charge, and you put them in charge and it falls apart. And so you can't respect those kind of people. So, right. so don't be that person. Don't be the person that's always mad and causing drama because you're not number one. So I want to be number just one. Just throw that out there. You can be number one. Can I be number one? You be number one. I'll you follow. be number one. I'll follow. No. No, you got it. You know it all. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> don't. Oh, don't. Well, thank you for joining us with our discussion yeah, here today. We're, we're out of here. here. No, we're not leaving yet. We're not well, leaving yet. Paul, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Uh, Eliza's aunt did come in and Tammy said uh, she'd love for some of her patients to be slow to speak. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so we'll join us next week here when we get into more of our um, – uh, Dale said pre- <laughs> preferred to be number one. You're talking about college football now. Mm-hmm. Brett does no. say that my name. No, honestly, there. Brett does say that my name is first in the title of the show. I know. Oh, um, you did that on your own. You know who did that? Those graphics. That's me. Oh, because I, I want to show that I can be a follower. Oh, well, who's number one in football, Paul? I mean, if we're going with. Um, I come on, at AP poll? Mm-hmm. It's Alabama. Coaches poll? I don't look at that. No, you don't look at that one in there. So. Pretty dumb in there. Well, <sighs> considering what, that. Is it Clemson? No, I, I think know. it's in Alabama. It's still Alabama. It's still Alabama. Alabama. Okay. So, <laughs> big week. Oh, actually, it's not a big week. Um, Brad wants to put his name on the show. It's not a big week. Did you realize there is no ranked teams playing each other this week? That's true, but. We still have a big some tradition happening. Yeah, you got some classic games that are happening. Um, I see. We have uh, four games we're going to look at today. Gary says good leaders put others before themselves. 
I, I saw Dale. Oh, I, I saw Dale put something on Facebook last night. That says I want to be like Jerry Elder when I grow up. Oh, me too. I know. I live absolutely. I want to be Jerry. So here we are, Paul. Getting into this next week of college football. First of all, let's <laughs> talk about college football. Can I say something? Oh no. Go Cubs! What up? That is awesome. How did I know you? Nine eight. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh the Nationals had that game all the way, but the Cubs took it to the very end. That was awesome. four pitching was terrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was terrible for pitching. But if you like watching some hitting, boy, it was a great game. And uh, clinched it. So the Cubbies are going to take on the Dodgers, which I'm scared of that. The Dodgers have like three weeks to rest. So uh, so we'll see what happens on that. So baseball season There's your going. baseball reference in there. It is. And so, Andrew Jenkins, you're welcome. Yeah, there you and, go. And what, Wesley Ayers. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Two great guys. Um, we didn't get to talk Monday because Paul was sick. Um, um, it's been a week. Um, had a rough week, you know, and some different things going on. Um, we didn't get to talk about uh, the upsets last weekend. Um, biggest upset probably this year of college football, uh, Iowa State defeating Oklahoma. That is correct. Yes. Can you believe that? I could not believe that. But, um, you know. I mean, yeah, no, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it. Either. I mean, here's the thing. Before, it was like, I couldn't believe it, but I'm so glad Stoops got beat. You know, but but he's not there anymore. So it's like Baker Mayfield just shot his Heisman Trophy chip. And then Tyler Brassfield is like our, our bud. So I know. We, I can't say sorry, anything about it. Tyler. I am sorry that happened. but um, uh, There is a guy, and you and I talked about this. He plays both ways for Iowa State. He catches, he runs, he plays all the time. He's your true Iron Man football, like in the old days. I, I want him to be in the Heisman discussion. Yeah. I want him to be in the he- I mean, he never will be in the Heisman discussion because his numbers aren't all that. Yeah. But the fact that he plays both ways, I'm like, man, that's major props right there. And plays rough positions like running back and and linebacker, just constantly taking beatings. Right. It's not like a wide receiver and a cornerback. It's like the McCaffrey of last year. Yeah. Or the last couple of years. And so. Um, so, yeah, major props to Iowa State in there. But they do have a big game coming up in here, uh, the Red River Rivalry. Did you like it? I actually got to say rivalry right. <laughs> say that fast, though. Can you say that fast? Rivalry. No, the Red River Rivalry. 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 Not bad. Rivalry? Rivalry week. It's rivalry week. It's a giant Paul show. Hey. Um, it has been a, it's been a rough week but today has been a great day so I'm, I'm excited um, so the Red River rivalry Texas versus Oklahoma that is right is Oklahoma going to come back and show up is Texas going to get a big win this is going to be an interesting game it is um, and I think it has to be said again no disrespect to our buddy Tyler Brassfield big huge Oklahoma fan I think Oklahoma has probably the worst defense in in the NCAA. <laughs> Next to Missouri, it's pretty bad. I mean, you have to admit. I mean, Baker Mayfield, yes, um, saving grace um, to a certain point. But my goodness, that defense is terrible. This has got to be interesting in here because I think I still think Tom Herman's over his head at Texas right now. But man, if he could come out with a big win against Oklahoma in this rivalry, yeah, absolutely. Um, Do I think it's going to happen? I've got to be honest with you. No, I don't think it's going to happen. But wow, wouldn't that be a huge win for Tom Herman? Mm-hmm. Oh, are we against each other? 
Are we having conflict resolution? I think we might be discussing that in the near future. Um, uh, the thing of it is, here's the thing. Um, Texas is due, and they have talent. Um, they only faltered that first game, and since then they've done pretty well. There's a lot of schools that are due. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And Texas is one of them. But do you not think that Texas Herman is watching Oklahoma's um, all year long? Do you not think this is the one he circled? This is the one. Oh, I, I agree with you. This is like the Iron Bowl of, of Texas. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. I do but, agree I mean, with that. So I think I think that, that, that they're going to be ready for it. Um, I think Oklahoma uh, are probably looking at that as little Texas isn't quite back yet. Let's see what happens. Um, it's going to be a challenge. I think it'll be close. Um, I think it'll be high scoring. I think we're looking at uh, high scoring, you know, high 20s, um, 30s. I think if Oklahoma hadn't lost to Iowa State, I would be more on your side. I, I see Oklahoma wanting to get back. I yeah. get that. I do. I think they um, want to get back to hit. They want to get back to hit. And they're going to play in Jerry's world, right? They are in Jerry's world. So you would assume. I'm not sure how the, how the tickets allocate on that. Um, if it's 50-50 or – or do you buy it if you buy it? That being the case, Texas split out number them, but still pretty close. <laughs> Brett says thirty-one to seven, Oklahoma. Uh, no, <laughs> no, because because Oklahoma's they're going to give up at least two or three touchdowns. Probably. I mean, I, I mean, it's going to be a closer game. I, I'm looking like a twenty-eight, twenty-four, something in there. Are we doing the picks right now? Is that what's happening? Okay. Well, do, so you've already made your pick. Yeah. I'm Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah. You got Oklahoma. Yeah, I got Oklahoma. Um, okay, I'm going to take Texas just because. Just because you want to be different, because you want to cause conflict. I want to cause conflict so that we can practice our conflict. And because I have a burnt orange T-shirt, AIM T-shirt, that has Texas on the back of it. Um, And yours is in the mail, or will be in the mail in the next week or so. All right. So, um, nice little thing there. All right. uh, Let's see. Uh, What's next? You you picked the next I don't really care about the the order, really. Um, I'll let you pick it. Well, let's let's go to the next um, game that – Let's start with um, – let's end with drama, and let's start with what we think of the slam dunk. Okay. Arkansas-Alabama. So, Arkansas-Alabama. <laughs> Arkansas-Alabama um, slam dunk in there. I feel so bad for whoever was coming into Tuscaloosa this week. Mm. Um, I like for my Bama fan uh, brethren to uh, to sort of chime in on this. I can't see it. Uh, I'll let you know. John does. But I really feel like, and do you all agree with me, that it doesn't matter who comes into Tuscaloosa, they're going to destroy them because they have to show that last week was a fluke. And I think that – I'm not so sure it was a fluke as everyone needs a scare. And they've been talking about when is Clemson going to get their scare. Um, well, Clemson's mm-hmm. legit. So that, that's what, mm-hmm. let's just let that be that. We're going to talk a little bit Clemson um, here in a minute. Yeah, we, we, that, um, de, yeah, Deshaun Watson basically just took off four and put on two. Um, mm-hmm. That's what happened there. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Alabama puts it together against a, a very weak Arkansas team. I think, um, as Saban would say, bulimia, uh, Coach bulimia, uh, is, is um is uh uh coaching his last uh Arkansas Alabama game. Um so um we'll see how what happens there but but uh Belima seriously is, is having trouble um fitting in and making things happen and he's been there five years and they're still struggling. So that's not a good sign. The same is true for and we'll get into some you know, I may say that that may be part of the buy and sell later on. But anyway, um yeah, uh Alabama wins this game um, let's see. What's the spread on this? Anybody know? I don't know what the spread is on this. I would love to know. Yeah. I would say probably at least, I would say 28 points. Wow. I would say, yeah, I would, I would that's my guess. Wow. 28. 
What's the over-under? Do you think it's under that or over? Wow. Because it was 26 last week. I can see that. Uh, I think it's 28. I can see and that. And they'll beat them by 28. I'll say the score will be – give them a field goal. I'll say 42-6. to six. Mm. I think they just – You don't – I don't think they have a chance. Well, I, I agree with you. I think that Saban's rant was classic. Yeah. Was classic Saban on there. And uh, mm. Lee Lee's joining us. i got to say hi to Lee Woodring. Hello, Lee. As, Welcome. As Alabama's getting ready for Tennessee. Um, coming up. I, I do think I do think Bama comes in here. They are. And, and you know what? I guarantee you they're looking – those from Alabama, they're looking past this to next week. Mm. Alabama wants Tennessee much more than they want Arkansas right now. Well, I will say this: Jerry has mentioned the injuries. At what point? And I, I got, and we'll be talking well, about that point. We get through there. Last week's the point. I mean, it, 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 it's it's going to come down yeah. at some point. These injuries are going to catch up if they keep happening. Uh, they're going to catch up here to Bama here in a minute um, with all of this. Dale, I know Dale. He loves Bama. He said Bama by forty. Um, That's what I said. I'm Maybe I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I think Bama wins big. I I'm gonna say under the 28 points that you said. Under the 28. I'm say under the 28. Okay, notice that under 28 for for Conan. I got yeah. 28 or more. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So we'll week. we'll see That'll what happens with all that. But uh, I do feel bad. Arkansas is going to get it handed to them. And um, well, speaking of Texas A&M, mm-hmm. let's move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about. And I can't wait to see this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see this. And I'll and I'll pull for. Um, I don't know if I should pull for Florida on this because if Texas A&M wins the game, it makes Alabama look better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're my friend, and I love you. And so, obviously, I would pull for your Gators. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the jerseys. I can't wait to see. I'm excited about like. the helmet. I think the jerseys are going to be ugly. Like a like a is it like a black helmet with a, it's a, a black it? helmet with Gator on it, That's and nice. then and then the where did black come from? I don't know. It's Nike. <laughs> Have they ever? Oh, it is. It's Nike. So this is combat. It's yeah. combat type stuff. Cool. Um. Is it um is it like the uh the digital um camo? Yeah, but it's more like scales like on a reptile. Like on a gator. Mm-hmm. How footing. It is footing. Footing? Footing. Footing of how footing. Fitting. Um mm-hmm. so Texas A M goes down to Gainesville. The swamp. We have seventeen. Land. We have seventeen scholarship players that will not be playing. That are you not on, are on probation. <laughs> Without being on probation. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, when you are talking about a fourth of scholarship basically allowed players that you do not have on your team. What do you do? We have zero is Frank, zero is Frank red. starting. Franks will be starting. Mm-hmm. We have basically two players left on offense that contribute and that's P Ryan and Malik Davis at running back. All right. What's what do you like? What's happening in this game? <laughs> you know First of all, I'm impressed with um oh my goodness. What was his name? Mond of the quarterback for Texas A and M? Mm-hmm. Dude's good. And he's a what, true freshman? He's good. Here's what here is what Florida needs to do. McElwain needs to get out of the conservative mode. And let's be honest with you, and I've been criticizing Nussmeyer too. This is McElwain's offense. Nussmeyer and McElwain are the same person. They're in here for it together. So Nussmeyer isn't doing anything that McElwain doesn't want him to do, vice versa. I think on both sides of the ball, McElwain on offense needs to come out, throw everything at it. Throw deep, 
throw, quit doing these little intermediate, slow two-yard screens, and we can't even get a first down because we needed three, and the run receiver only went one and a half yards. You know, <laughs> this is this is it's he's got to go wild and throw everything that he possibly can at him. Um, defense, Randy Shannon. When's the last time I don't you don't watch the games for Florida, but nah, some of them. This year, I have seen one corner blitz. Mm. One corner blitz. Randy Shannon, and I understand we have – the whole secretary is freshman. I get that. I get it. It's been vanilla, mm-hmm. and it's been exposed as vanilla. you got to go out and go big and, and just let – How can you go big with second-string players? You you come to Florida and you come to Alabama and you come to Auburn and you come to LSU because you're supposed to be big boy players. Get in there and play. Okay. And 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 um, let it go. If you lose, you lose. At least you're going to say that I went big and went home. And on special teams, don't even get me started on special teams. Well, if you lose, you lose, but you're going to look good losing because that uniform is pretty awesome. Oh, What's your score, Ponon? You're a Gator fan. Tell us what you think is going to happen here. Do you want me to be a fan or do you want me to be real? You know what? First, I want you to be a fan. You want me to be a fan? Be a fan. Three to two, Florida's going to win. <laughs> They get a safety. They get a safety because because Mon runs out of the back of the end zone. It's trying to escape pressure, oh and so he runs goodness. out of the back of the end zone. And okay, a that's a fan. Now let's be realistic. Seriously, what do you think? I think A and M comes in there, and it's. I think we'll we'll continue our NCAA record, and we'll get you know we'll extend the scoring streak to 367 games, um, and continue that record going. But I think it is going to be like a twenty-eight to three, twenty-eight to ten game. I, I think that's wrong. Florida has zero weapons at receiver. Callaway was already out beginning of the year. Then you had Cleveland start step up. He's hurt. Then you had the freshman come in, Tony. Then he was the electrifier. He's hurt in two places. Yeah. There's nobody else. Brandon Powell, but Brandon Powell's five foot two and hasn't done anything in three years. Except for every once in a while, you'll see some things. They're not thrown to the tight ends anymore. Um, and you got Franks in there who I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I do. But there's something. You don't have the offensive line blocking. You have two running backs. And that's the best chance you can do is to turn this into a slop game where they we can control the ball for 40 minutes because we're running it the whole time. Nobody punting on fourth down. We're going for it every time. Fourth and three or less, we're going for it. No punts. Hmm. That's what I think. What do you think? Uh, 2010. Takes a Twenty ten. Okay. Florida scores what? Texas A M scores more. Mm-hmm. Auburn LSU. Oh. Hey, before we do that, you want to talk a little bit about uh South Carolina, Tennessee? Yeah, we talked South Carolina. Um, there's the the dumpster fire happening in Knoxville. I'd like to know You almost got the dumpster fire in South Carolina. Um <laughs> Yeah. So which is no not as bad. Not as bad I don't as think so. Not I mean, as bad as Tennessee. This is still must have first year, right? Or just second? Second. I mean still he's you know, he's doing all right. Yeah. I mean uh, recruiting well. The problem is he's having like awesome players that are getting hurt. You know, kind of like with Florida, mm-hmm. um, uh, Samuels who who started the season awesome and got hurt. Where's so. this game at? Is it in Tennessee or South Carolina? Lee, tell us that. What's happening? I don't know if she's selling it anymore. I don't know if it's in if it's in Tennessee or or. Uh... It's not on everybody's radar, so it's not on anybody's <laughs> radar, so it's not showing <laughs> up. Even ESPN's not even worried about that game. I, 
I honestly, I think South Carolina wins. Yeah, me too. I think South Carolina wins, and this is. I think they win by. Field, and then man. I think Butch I think Jones is fired on Monday. What? Yep. Okay. Why? Well, so you think within seven days they can put a plan together to go down and take on Alabama? Or would you rather wait till after the Alabama debacle nope. and then fire them after that? I think they want an excuse to go in there and get beat by Alabama. Oh. It's going to look better for recruits. It's going to be look it is weird as that says. No, it's no, going no, to say, no, no, no. Hey, we're doing all this. That's, that's wisdom yeah. from Podine. I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. Because now that's they know they're going to get beat by Alabama, and they're going to go in there and say, look, at least we've got an excuse. We don't have a coach. Or we're, we're working on fixing things. And can't decide who the quarterback's going to be. Yep. So, I think, okay. I think they fire. I think Butch Jones is fired All on Monday. Right. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, Auburn LSU. Um, Auburn Tigers going down to take on the LSU Fighting Tigers. But Auburn bring, brings two animals. An eagle and a tiger. An eagle and a tiger. Yes. Um, and it's been 18 years since the Auburn Tigers have won in Baton Rouge. 1999. Okay. What makes 2017 different? Has there been anything that LSU has shown you? Just that, and don't count last week because they won because they won because they can't kick a field goal. But there, is there anything in there? And Geis is not back. I have absolutely no reason to think Auburn's not going to go in there and just Auburn's going to go there. in there. Auburn is going to go in there. Auburn's defense is legit. Yeah, it is. And they're good. LSU may have a hundred yards total coming into this game. Um. Etling, there are times when he's streaky, but, man, he missed some wide-open receivers last week against Florida. Yeah. Geis is not not the thing. And, and LSU, you know where they got the majority of their rushing yards was in that first quarter on those jet sweeps until Florida finally made an adjustment after about 30 times being run in there, and they get like 80 yards on that. That's where the majority of LSU came from. I, there I, are 499 tickets left, and they're $37 apiece for anyone who wants to go again. That tells you what people think about this game. That a ticket to LSU-Auburn is only $37? That is correct. Yeah. That tells you a lot about what people think about but this But I'm game. looking for a line. I want to know what, what the line is on this. What, what do you got? What, what, what's, what, what you got on this? Is that, is that over-under 45, 43 yeah. and a half points? I, 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 got I got Auburn winning. That Auburn will score a lot of points. I'm not sure that LSU will. I think LSU scores three. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think LSU scores many against uh, Auburn. I think Auburn scores about anywhere between 28 and 35. I think they put it in the hands of those two running backs that are just carry on. Carry on is, is really he's, – he's going to yeah. make a push for SEC Player of the Year, I think, over there. And that running is opening up Stidham a little bit to be able to throw, and I think he's getting Offensive more comfortable. Line's coming together. It's coming together. Oh, and that defensive line at, at, at Auburn is, is just rough. Um, Dirty. It, it is. And it's really, it is really making the Iron Bowl going to look good. And, and I think Auburn wins big. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Fire sale time. Uh, can I make a pick on that game? Yes, I thought you did. Uh, kind of. Uh, in honor of my papa, um, the biggest Auburn fan I ever met, um, I'm going to pick Auburn to win this game. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be like a 34 to 3. I agree. I like that. I really think Auburn takes care of business. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I think so. And I'm going I'm to pull for him. And it's setting up that Auburn-Georgia game. Is gonna be oh, my. You know, I, I thought – I forgot about them playing Georgia. Yeah. 
And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm so scared <laughs> of Auburn, of Alabama going to Auburn to take them on. Like, cause, cause who are they gonna, we're going to find out. But after that, that Georgia-Auburn game, yeah, we're going to find out who's who. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I think it's a team playing itself. You're talking about two solid defenses. I agree. You're two, you know, I would say up and coming. It's hard to say up and coming. The, the running back core is pretty legit on both sides. And the quarterback on both sides are doing well. You know what it's going to get. But they haven't really shown what all they can do. I think Fromm yeah. has been better at quarterback yeah. so far than Stidham has. But I he think throws Stidham it 11 to 13 times a game. That's true. He hasn't had the throw. Well, you don't have to throw when you've got but those Auburn, backs. he's going to have to. You, you're absolutely <laughs> right. He's going to have to. I think what this does actually for Allen, for Alabama, if Alabama comes into the Iron Bowl and beats Auburn in, in Auburn this year, and then they got to go the next week and go and play most likely Georgia. They're going to be there. First of all, Alabama's going to have to deal with beating up and bruised from those two weeks in a yeah. row. Uh-huh. But it could give them an advantage of basically, like you said, they're playing the same team. Yeah, they are yeah. playing the same team. Um, it doesn't look good for um, for uh, for Alabama having to go through that. Well, it, it doesn't, but it, it'll be very interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, buy, buy or sell. Buy or sell. Buy or sell time um, in all of this. Buy or sell, tech, uh, Kevin Sublin has saved his job. Um, I'm going to sell. You are going to sell. I know that sounds crazy. Um, I mean, I would uh, – and I only say that because there's a whole lot of, whole lot of Franklin talk right now because mm-hmm. um, they were trying to take him from, from Penn State. I don't know why he would leave Penn State right now. <laughs> what number four in the nation? Uh, but I mean, to be back in the SEC, um, I only sell for that purpose mm-hmm. because I think he has a shot to come back to SEC. Okay, that's, what do you that's think? interesting. I, I, I think uh, it I really could go either way. I, it could go either way. I, I think he's done enough to keep his job. I think he's he's done enough that to, to get everything, get everybody off of him. If Franklin's um, not available, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. he won't come. He he won't come in there. Um, here here's one: buy or sell. The ACC is the best football conference this year so far. Sell. Who is? Don't you dare say SEC. How can I not? Oh, oh. I mean, you have what what three of the the strongest defenses in the nation in Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. Three. Does ACC have three? I mean, Clemson's great. Who else does they see ACC have? Miami's doing okay. They're winning at the right time. NC State? NC State's doing okay. But would you put those three up against Georgia, Auburn, and Alabama? Well, let me ask, let me ask you this. What, what about what – about, um, um, don't, don't look at their offense, but look at their defense, Florida State. Look at what they did to Miami last week. Florida State should have won that game. Florida State lost. Miami. They should have won that game. Which, by the way, I said they would. You did. I think we both agreed to that, didn't we? No, you were all. Oh, I was no not. Way. there's no way Miami could beat Florida State. I did not. Rewind the tape. Oh, no. the tape. We're going back Bring and watching conflict, that. One. Conflict. We're definitely going back and watching <laughs> that one too. Um, um, I, honestly, I probably lean more right now toward a Big Ten. Overall, from top to bottom, being the best conference. So you got what? You got uh, Penn, Penn State, State, obviously. Mich- I think Michigan State. Mich- Michigan, Michigan has – it's kind of messed up because Spate's hurt. Yeah, Michigan gone. State is Michigan State now because Michigan is not Michigan. <laughs> right. Um, you got Michigan State in there. Um, 
you have some other teams that are that are showing up in there. Ohio State is still right there. Where are they ranked? I don't know. You sure? I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get. I get that. Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. I'm just telling you. I, I get that. I, I now, get that. After that. Yeah, and I, I think mean, that's sorry. I think that's that's the. Uh, but yeah. You know, yes, Brett. I know UCF and USF are ranked ahead of UF and FSU, who aren't ranked. I get that. Thank you. Don't have to remind me. I knew that already. Stepchildren of the That's university funny. system of Florida. Um, oh, uh, oh, my. oh, I've got you a buy sell. Uh, okay, are you ready? Go ahead. Give me one. Buy sell. Uh, that Lane Kiffin leaves Florida International Atlantic, whatever team the name he works for right now, and goes to either Arizona State or Oregon State just to get out of where he is to be able to be up with the, the big boys by ourselves. Sell, because I don't think anybody wants him because he can't even win down at FAU. No, he's not doing too bad down there, is he? Uh, and you should, I think he's got a winning season. I don't. I can't remember. I don't think so. But would he leave after one year to go to, to one of the lower levels? Would he? Upper. Absolutely, he yeah. would. Do I think anybody's going to take him? No. I don't think anybody's going to take him this year. Why is he just – he's a cancer. Yeah. He's a cancer. I can't stand him. Yeah, no. I know. I can't stand him. All right. Buy or sell. Okay. Um, is this our last buy or sell? Uh, unless you get you got another just really awesome one. Let's have two left. You got you want one? two left? The one I want. I uh, buy or sell. Okay. Alabama-Clemson championship game three. Eesh. That's tough. That's so tough. I mean, that, mm. Clemson, Alabama. The I, Bama I, fan in me says bye. Mm. Do you see Clemson losing though? Anything? No. Um, Clemson. Because I, I, I agree with with Noah Beard, and he is sitting he is sitting here saying no one has a realistic shot outside of Bama and Clemson. I I gotta give. I gotta give. I agree with Noah. I mean, I think right now when you look at it, you have some other teams that are some possible yeah. teams. You do. You have um, you do have Georgia. You do have an Auburn. You do have Penn State. You do have some of these other things that are looking looking outside in. Nobody thought. I'll be honest. I don't think anybody thought. Did I think people think Clemson was going to be good? Yes. Did I think that they thought that they were going to be like this? No. No. So. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I, think. I mean, when you look at it. Um, Georgia does have some great running backs, but Alabama has a great running defense. Um, Fromm isn't throwing it very often. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think Alabama's got a pretty good um, secondary as, um, as far as um, I can make a Kilpatrick and, like, and guys like that. So so I think um, all in all, I think they could probably beat Georgia. I think Auburn's a tougher game than the Georgia game. I, I do, too. Right I think, and, and I don't think we've said this in years, I think Alabama's biggest challenge that they have is the injuries, and can they keep yeah. sustaining them? They need to stop. <laughs> stop. Stop it now. Now, I do agree with what Dale says here. What if Clemson goes down? If Clemson loses Ooh. a game, then Penn I, State. I think it's anybody's thing. Penn State, though, they uh, Barkley got held for minus one yard in the first half, but then he came back the second half. That Penn State-Ohio State game is going to be whenever they play, is going to be interesting when they, when they go State, up in there. Penn State by like two touchdowns. Um, so, uh, I mean, it'll be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting to see what is taking place um, the rest of this year, second half mm-hmm. of the season coming through. Definitely. So. Definitely. 
Well, Paul, well done. <laughs> we put in a full hour today, that's for sure. We did put in a full Pretty hour good today. today. Yeah. Don't forget, if you have not registered for um, exposure, exposure to make sure you go ahead and do that. Uh, we're, Brett, we're glad that you got your junk together and got it in, as he termed earlier. Uh, shameless plug, Tom? Yeah, good. Shameless plug. Um, I have changed my email address. <laughs> Out of necessity. Out of necessity. Um, because of other things. And so my email address is now I am PBSYM at gmail.com. And I'm now on um, Twitter and Instagram at PBS underscore YM. When I hear you say um, PBS, I think of public broadcast. So what I need you to do is send me a message and let me know. Yeah, you deserve that. Uh, for uh, If you're planning to be a part of the internship fair uh, on November 7th, uh, nine to nine, it's twenty-five bucks per person. That includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And just shoot me an email at impbsym at gmail dot com, and we'll get you hooked up for that. Look forward to it. That is November seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Noah said, "Did you say PBS Kids?" PBSYM. Keep talking for a second. Thank you for joining us today for the John and Paul Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry dot com. Right there at Adventures in Ministry. In honor of the U.S. Navy's birthday today. Go Navy, go. And roll tide. We hope your team wins this weekend, unless you're a Razorback. Have a great weekend. God bless. It's the JCPenney Mother's Day Sale. Shop now and save on gifts mom will love. Brighten her day with jewelry up to 70% off with coupon. Find something special at our storewide Liz event with savings up to 40% off. Plus extended store hours Friday and Saturday. This Mother's Day, make her day truly monumental. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 5-8. Liz event offer good through 5-16. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.